Hello and welcome to the Me and My Golf podcast. We're your hosts and PGA golf coaches, Piers Ward and Andy Proudman. Each week we're going to share with you our 20 plus years of coaching experience to bring you top tips, the latest information and trends, along with some of the world's best in the golf industry to help you play the best golf of your life. So what are we waiting for? Let's get to it and help you take charge of your game. Hello everybody and welcome to the show. Now in today's podcast we actually sit down with 2010 and 2016 World Long Drive Champion Joe Miller. We recently filmed with Joe at Stoke Park uh, in uh, down south in uh, in London and this is part of our new series coming out soon on YouTube and uh, we finished the show and then we sort of sat down in the uh, the garden behind the clubhouse and interviewed him about all the things that he's got going on, uh, what it takes to be a world long drive champion and some of the, the experiences he's had out on the circuit, but also what he's struggling with at the moment. He's really uh, working on a few things to improve his technique. It's, it's so much more than just speed when it comes to long drive champions and he really talks about that and, and his journey and what he's got coming up so it's a great podcast with a, a really nice guy I think you're going to enjoy this one so uh, let's get into it. So thanks for joining us at this amazing location Stoke Park iconic for movies you know over the movies over the years <laughs> um, and we've got Joe Miller 2010 and 2016 world long drive champion Joe thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Great seeing you and I've heard this is your first podcast ever. This is yeah I mean, I listen to them all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big Joe Rogan fan, yeah, 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 so yeah. Uh, yeah, I love listening to all the podcasts there. But uh, I don't think I've ever, I'm pretty sure I've never done one. Not been on one. So, no, we're honoured. Yeah. We're honoured to have Joe. Absolutely. I was going to say, you should feel a little bit. Honest. This is going to be our best one ever. So, okay. I mean, sorry, Andy. I think you're no, going to no, go. So, obviously, we want to talk about quite a few things here. We want to talk a little bit about, you know, what it takes to be a, a long drive champion. But it'd be great to get a and some fun stories as well, obviously. But it'd be great to get a bit of an insight into how you have become this physical specimen <laughs> that we see here before us. One of the best golf athletes in the world, if not the Jesus. best. How long have we got on this podcast? <laughs> how long does it take? I mean, that's, I don't know, going back just off the top of my head, you know, I played golf as a kid, mm-hmm. as we all did growing up. Um, even back then had a bit of a knack for hitting a long way. That was always, a th- that was always my thing. And, and I'm going back to early, early days of, you know, being 10, 11, 12, hitting balls at a golf club. And uh, I don't know, it kind of developed into being a golfer, first of all. You know, I was club champion when I was a young kid, 13, 14, I think I was club champion. Uh, back then it was called Bridgedown Golf Club, which okay. is called the Shire now. Okay. So they've kind of, they, they changed the name, uh, new design. But going, you know, th- that was early on in the career. Uh, leading on from that, probably started going more long drive base when I left school, found the gym, got into training in, in a big way, started working in the gym as well. So I was, you know, I was, I was not the manager, but it was a spitting sawdust type of place. Yeah. You can imagine what it was. So I was the main guy behind the jump when I was what 16, 17, 17 I think it was. So running that and getting, uh, you know, into the whole gym side of it and learning about training, learning about nutrition. But this was all learning from bodybuilders and, and you yeah, know, not I'm, a, I'm not going, a specific nothing, goal. nothing's got, nothing sports specific at all. It was just big guys training and lifting weights back then. Yeah. This was before the Instagram days, way before Instagram days and before everyone's, a, you know, everyone now is a personal trainer and yeah, doing yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. doing all their sports specific stuff. So this was purely bodybuilding. This is, again, this would have been early 2000s, probably uh, just left school. Um, so, you know, just started developing and started training that way. Started getting, you know, big and strong and powerful. But at the same time, in the background, the golf was always ticking over. 
it was never a, it was never a uh, an ambition or anything a goal to be any type of golfer. And I suppose I wanted to be a professional, uh, you know, along the years, but it was never my goal. Yeah. Um, at that point, I suppose I was probably just lost in the whole what do I do now thing. You know, school had finished, didn't want to go to college, probably working in the gym doing that. As, you know, I don't know. No, back then I, I don't even know what I was planning on doing. Um, but I, got, I always played golf and I, and I loved it, the training. Found out about the long drive. Uh, my first event was actually here back in 2003, mm. so that's how far we're going back. So 2003 was my first ever long drive. years ago, yeah. Taste of it. Um, and it just developed from there, really. Just got more into the training, won the European Championships in 2005, so it took me two years to do anything really in the sport. And then uh, 2010, well, two, actually 2008, it was my first top eight finish in the world, so I made the televised events back then. This was it was a slightly different format back, back then, but 2008 was my first taste of right. You're on TV hitting a golf ball now. Um, 2009, I went there feeling confident, but fell ill out there. And 2010, ended up winning the thing. Boom. So it was all a bit. It, it was never a. It was never a goal. It was never a plan to be any of this. It was. It was. I was, I was probably looking back at it now, thinking about it. I was probably one of them lost boys that didn't know what his direction in <laughs> life. Didn't know what, yeah, didn't know where to go. Didn't, you know, just, I was enjoying life. I was training, you know, playing golf and just doing whatever it was to, to make ends meet. And all of a sudden, 2010 rolled around and bang, you're the world long drive champion. So from there, we've built this uh, and developed it way more now, but that was the start, basically. And 2000, I mean, you were the first European to win that title mm. as well, yeah? So in 2010, would you say that from then and winning that, you're like, actually, I'm, I'm good at this. Did that change how you, how you trained, how you looked at it from then on? Because obviously, then you've achieved this great milestone. Did yeah. that change your outlook on it? I think thinking back now, 2008 was the first time it changed. Okay. When I weighed that TV final, I remember saying even back then, I remember saying to my dad, and my mum, said, "I'm going to actually focus a little bit on this and, and develop a bit of time to this." Because even back then, I was working with my dad. My dad was a window cleaner. I was a window cleaner. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, I was helping him out in the mornings and going to the gym in the afternoon, working there. So I was, I was that kind of, you know, I was, I was in that sort of a state. But I remember 2008 coming back from the World Championship thinking, yeah, maybe I could give this a go. Um, we had, uh, back then I was having lessons with Lee, who I'm still having lessons with now, and said to him, you know, Lee let's, Cox, let's, yeah. Lee Cox, said, let's, you know, let's actually do something and try, try this. And again, in 2009 I was going there really quite, actually quite confident in what I was doing, but I, I got ill out there. And I, I literally, I couldn't even get out of bed. So 2009 was a complete wash. And then again, obviously, 2010 won the thing, uh, and it, and from that developed. It, you know, it, it, my mind had changed before that. 2008, like I said, it changed. Yeah. 2010, it just went. Okay, now you're a world champion. Let's do something with it, because coming back to the UK, no one had even heard of yeah. the long drive. No one had <clears throat> certainly not seen it on TV. Um, and it was okay. So right now, let's show let's show what long drive is all about. And literally from that, it was. You know, going on the Sky TV and doing a few golf magazines and starting doing the corporate side of it, and then here we are, still doing it nine years later. Crazy to to, to be that good for such a long time as well. It's pretty hard to maintain with the t with the level of training that you have to do and yeah. the time that you put into it. What sort of for the for the listeners to this? What sort of um, distances and what sort of speeds do you get up to? And what's your, what's your fastest and your longest? So it starts around. I, I mean, for me, I. I, I, I my, I'm happy when I'm swinging it around the 150 mark. So last year uh, we had a, we had an event at, uh, in in London where I tapped out a 157. Okay. Uh, I averaged about 154. So I mean that's that's ridiculously fast. That, yeah. that, that's give or take the fastest in the world. Uh, so that's when I'm at my best and probably at my peak. 
160 has always been a goal, but... I, 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 Do you think that can happen? I just don't think... It's like the four-minute mile, isn't it? It's like you could get there. I, it, what's, it's going to take a change in technology for that to happen. To get a 160, you're going to get some kind of new new graphite shaft that's going to be super light, super yeah. stable, new aerodynamic heads. It's going to be the next step because 160 is just ridiculous. Yeah. 150 is ridiculous. 140 is ridiculous. We all know what you know. These these numbers are so far out there. That it's, how, it's how, just how many people? Weird. Sorry, how many people do 150? Is there just a handful of you guys? Over the or let's say currently now, you've got. I say you got me. Uh, without well naming names, probably Justin James. Carl Berkshire just went 150 at the last event. Um, Glenn Wilson's probably a 150 guy. Tim Burke's probably a 150 guy at his best. Uh, who else you got? There's not many. It's less than there's, 10, really. There's, there's not sense. many. There's, there's guys that are approaching that, and I'm saying 150 like it's the magic number you're guaranteed to win. You're not guaranteed to win, yeah. but it's just a it's just a number that everyone loves to see. It's like it's like the 200 mile now supercar, you know. Before it was a 200 yeah. mile, it was it's it's the benchmark that. Yeah, that guy's fast. Watch this guy. If he hits it, it's going to be gone. It's, it's that kind of a it's that, that kind of a thing. Um, but it ain't the be all and end all, no. as we've seen. So you know, 150 is where I'm happy at when I'm practicing day to day. If I can if I can reach 150, 151, 152, um, that's 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 where I'll be. But in competition, that ramps up. So you know, could can ramp up. Yeah. Um, slightly, and hopefully it will do. And what sort of ball speeds are we looking at there? Again, if you hit it perfectly, we'll know 150 smash factor is, is where it needs to be, but that okay. that needs a, a real hard ball. That's not a ball you're going to go out and play with on a golf course. That, that, that's something you know they, they, they designed specially for the long drive. So 220, 225, you're not going to, you know, last year I clocked a 225 uh, indoors at Hanbury Manor. Yeah. That was on an indoor simulator, but that's with a golf ball that is, uh, you know, designed to be hit hard. Um, we saw what did we see last uh, last week at the competition we saw 220 217 218 yeah. so anywhere above that 215 mark to 225 mark at the moment but they are actually currently developing a golf ball we haven't hit yet so it's, a, it's the volvic world long drive championship now so volvic have designed a golf ball over well they've designed three or four of the years but they've just realized that we just don't have that kind of technology to put into a golf ball that is that hard so now they've built a golf ball i think we're getting it either this event coming up or the following um which I think you're going to see a lot of 150, 151 smash factors. Okay. So if you're swinging at a 150 mm-hmm. or 150 plus, yeah, yeah. you're going to see a 225 to 230 mile an hour. Yeah. It'd be it would be incredible <laughs> to see a 230. Put it yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have had a couple of reports of guys going like 225, 226, 227 with it. Yeah. Um, where 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 are you going to get that sort of speed in competition? Yeah, so an average on tour is sort of high 160s, isn't it? So it's yeah. like, I mean, just that's just crazy. And speed 113 there. club speed. So so yeah. how, okay. So 150 club speed, ball speed at 220. Yeah, 220 what plus. Is, yep. What what is this relating to in yardage? And what's your, like, as Andy said, what's your way? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long way. About 150 yeah. yards past us. <laughs> yeah. And what, 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 so yeah, what is that? What's your sort of average when you're out there? I, I think. I think dispersed, what do they say? I think it's 2.2 yards to a mile an hour of is that club speed or ball speed let me get it full speed yep so let's say let's just say you're 200 miles an hour ball speed uh and 2.2 yards you know you, you, you're averaging around that 400 yard mark give or take for that now obviously conditions play massive parts yeah that. um but you know if you if you're going to go 225 you know you're going to see four 450 yard drives if the ground if the, the conditions are allowing for it you will see five i'm sure this event uh this event we just had in phoenix it was downwind 25 20 25 miles an hour at its best and the left side was running 50 yards 
you know, if you would if you would have had enough time and enough guys on that day just to hit that left side and bomb that left side, you would have seen five hundred yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just you know, it's, it, it, it is what the conditions allow. So you've got to hit that perfect drive in that situation. It's not just about yeah. smashing it as far as you can. You've got to hit the right side of it to of get it to take advantage of the run. Unfortunately, yeah, because unfortunately, you know, long drive does fall under the, the kind of uh, you know the golf conditions golfing well. gods really. Uh, conditions, what side of the grid is faster, is the middle, is the left side. And basically in this last event, that left side was the hot side. So all you do is had guys just trying to bomb that left side. Yeah. So it, it narrowed it down to about 25 yard wide grid because I think the grid was 50 yards, give or take. Um, so you're, you're trying to hit a 25 yard patch over 450 yards away. You got, yeah. So, you're, so you're, <laughs> let's just work this out. So you're talking a 25 yard landing area, trying to carry it 400 yards, yep. and then hoping you can run out and stay on the grid another 50 yards. Yeah. Pretty simple, isn't it? Sounds easy. Like easy job to me. <laughs> I mean, the, the funny thing was, I think the year I won, they gave a stat that at, at, if you hit 250 yards on a 45 yard wide grid, I think it was roughly, it's the equivalent of us trying to hit a 400 yard wide, a 400 yard long grid at 12 and a half yards. Yeah. So that that's wow. how. You just, people just don't quite, yeah, no, you, can't, yeah. you can't quite grasp how accurate you have to be with this. Yeah, thing. yeah. And, and we're not trying to be accurate, we're not trying to, we're trying to hit the ball in the right place, mm -hmm. but it's not all, all about accuracy. But if you're hitting a 200, if you're hitting a 45 yard wide fairway, say, at 250, it's the equivalent of us hitting a 12 and a half yard wide at 400, at 400. yards. That's how accurate, that's how yeah, that's the dispersion how, yeah. goes. Yeah. So, so you, you have to be on point. That's know? that's. I mean, that actually brings us to a question that I have as well, which is about. Well, obviously, you we know you have to do it a long way, but how much emphasis do you put on accuracy, and how much? So I suppose, yeah, obviously, you need to be accurate in that instance there. But mm. how much in your training are you thinking about? Okay, I need to be able to at least hit it on the grid, or does um, that not really come into play? It doesn't come into. It, it, it's it's not it's not something you go to and say, right, I just want to hit accurate shots. I mean, I suppose you do. But you're trying to. It's 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 like the distance. The distance is the last thing I think about when I'm when I'm practicing. So everyone goes, you know, how far do you hit that? How I don't care how far it goes. What I care about is delivering the club yeah. to to give me give myself the the, the biggest distance possible. Mm. So you know, you start thinking about you know, club path first, angle attack first, uh, club direction, swing direction, all that, all that, all the other numbers that equal the end result. Yeah. So you don't go there thinking, right, let me just hit some good shots. I'm looking at the numbers thinking, right, well, my club path's off or my face direction or the swing path, whatever it'll be. You think about them things first and then the, the end result of all of that hard work is the fact that the ball's gone in a straight yeah, yeah. line and it's gone a long way. Yeah. If you know those so, numbers are right, then there's a good chance to come cool. to it. Then you know. Then you, all you've got to do is hit the middle of the face, exactly, right? Yeah. You hit the middle of the face with the perfect club path, yeah, the perfect yeah. swing direction, the perfect end of attack. You don't think about distance and accuracy. That's the last thing you should think about. A, you know, everyone goes, oh, "I hit 350 yards once, so I've hit." Yeah, yeah. I drove a pie. It's like I don't, you know, that, <laughs> that stuff that to us doesn't or shouldn't matter. What does matter is how fast you swing it. Do you hit the middle of the face? And is your club? Yeah, is, can, your, your is your delivery? Right. Is, yeah, your, yeah, is right. the delivery perfect? Yeah. At that point, then the end result is hopefully a straight drive and a long drive. Yeah, somewhere that's, in the, the, that's the way it works. Yeah. yeah. And when it when it comes to the World Championships, what's it like? In that environment, you've got the crowd there, you've got the pressure, you've got all the other athletes as well competing. Yeah. Just describe how that how that feels to be involved in that situation. It's been so long since I've made a final, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> how did it feel? It's a bit, I suppose it's an individual thing, but I can only give you from my perspective. I mean, it's just amazing. It really is amazing. Can you see. enjoy it? Can you enjoy that experience, or do you, or does it? You're you so enjoy focused. it. You enjoy it. I mean, feel it. You do it. You listen. This is stupid. You enjoy it when you win. When you don't win, it's as painful as anything. Yeah. It's so bad. It is. Yeah. You know, because I don't know. Is there's there's expectation on me. And again, I'm only going from a personal point of view. There's a big expectation on me. Obviously, I've won it a couple of times. 
um, and they expect to see some good things. So yeah, yeah. can you enjoy it? Do you enjoy it when you when you put the right prep in? And again, this goes back to us talking about, you know, leading up to the events. Are you prepared for what's going to happen? Are you swinging the club well? Are you fit? Are you physically fit? Are you well rested? Have you travelled well? All this sort of stuff comes into play. Uh, and when you're there, you don't really, you don't see too much. Yeah, yeah. You're there to do a job. It's over in three minutes like that. Each round is three minutes done. Off, some of the next person's on. Then you're on after that. Then. So it rolls really quickly. So you don't really get a chance to kind of sit there and absorb it. It's not like you're walking down the 18th fairway and everyone's, you know, you, you've got a two-shot lead and everyone's cheering. It's like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, right, you've got three minutes, go bang. And you're off and that's it. And there's there's nothing else to it. So you can't get, I suppose, you know, you don't get too caught up in the whole moment, but then obviously the top eight comes, yeah. TV cameras are on you, the stands are full, packed. Everyone's there to watch you just, and, it, and you know, they're drinking. Yeah, so yeah. so it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. A, it's a mini version of um, uh, Phoenix on, yeah. the, on the 16th. The 16th. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's a mini version of that, but they're just as rowdy. Everyone's tanked up and, and, and it is a TV show as well at the same yeah. time. It's not so much a, you know, it is a competition, but at the same time, it really is a TV show. They're putting on a show for the guys. They want, you know, it's all organized yeah. to the fact that it has to look good on TV and it, and it does, and they do a good job of it. But you're there in the background thinking, I just want to win. I just want to, I'm here just to hit a ball. So, you know, don't get, try not to get caught up too much in it. But obviously when you win, it's amazing. Yeah. Like anything, I suppose. And how do you, and how do you, when you're, when, how do you deal with it personally? So are you, are you vocal? Are you, are you shouting after the golf ball? Cause it, it kind of, it kind of almost equates to like a, an athletics of meet as well. Yeah, also yeah. like a, a, like a javelin or. Something like that, you know. Are I, you aggressive on the grid? I mean, I'm aggressive when I've, uh, I, I, I like to build on it. I, I kind of react to the re uh, to the actions, if that makes. I, I yeah, react yeah. to what I've done. So I'm not going to go on the first team and the first shot. I'm going to scream after yeah, it. Yeah. Regard, you know. Oh yeah, that's amazing. I'm going to see right, and I'm and I'm not exactly trying to get one in the in play. But my first one, let's say I, I get one in and it's nice and it's winning. I say, all right, now I can let loose a little bit. I can build on it a little bit more. Uh, and then you react to you react to your own sort of environment, if that makes sense. What you, whatever you Where create, you if, if you're hitting it terrible, which I did in this last event, then basically you're sitting there quiet as shit, yeah, and, yeah. and you're just you, you go back and you're annoyed and you you you, you know you're talking to yourself as if to say you know what you're doing sort of thing. But saying that, then you go up and you know I've had competitions where I've gone up and hit a few, and the next one goes longer, and then the next ones are three or four miles an hour faster just because of the adrenaline rush. So you know you are you are reacting to your own kind of you know environment. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, you, you feed off what you do yourself, really. Yeah. And we were talking earlier about it's more. It's so much more than just speed. And you know the reason yeah. that you were struggling maybe at the last one. You, you the, just talk about how you're and the reasons why you'd sort of you weren't at your best in terms of your, your delivery with the club and, and sort of what you're looking to do to change for the for the. You know, the, the yeah, I mean, I mean, that, that last event was the worst I've ever gone into an event, and and I and I knew it, and I, you know, it, it got to a point where was the day before the event, I was like, oh, there's no point in me going because I know I was that far off. You know, it's, it's like going into a tournament and knowing you got the shanks. Yeah. It's, you're not going to win. You're not going to do anything. But we went along anyway. It was the first one of the year. Maybe get the cobwebs out, see where you stand, see where everyone else is at, get a feel for the event again. Uh, but the swing was off. It was. It was caused by many a thing. Uh, one was the, the fact that we've had four months of bad weather. Mm. Uh, two, in, like you know, we've said it before, but he's I got I use Flightscope, and you're always constantly, you know, for me I was constantly chasing speed. Is my speed okay? Is my speed okay? Thinking that was the be all and end all, uh, but not realizing that you're putting these moves in that might be adding a mile an hour or two, uh, but they're sacrificing other things, which which is in terms of optimizing the launch the most important. 
So it was, it was a combination of all of that, then chasing it, chasing that, thinking, why isn't it working? Why isn't this going up? Why isn't I as fast as it? I'm adding more speed. Swing's getting worse and worse and worse. It's just a, and it's just a, it was like a snowball effect. Yeah. And it really was painful. <laughs> so I went, out, I went out there knowing I was not in the in the right place, and you know I said it to everyone. I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I've got no expectations of this event whatsoever. Fast forward to, you know, sure, fast forward to the day I got back, had a lesson, realised exactly what it was. You can't fix it on the day, which is the hard part. Yeah. Golf's a really funny thing. You need someone to tell you. You need yeah, your yeah. coach or whatever. So I went and saw Lee, and he basically, like I say, just had me chipping balls, getting getting the angle of attack down, uh, sort of getting the angle of attack back up to where it needs to be, working on a different move. And although it's quick and easy for me to fix, like to try and explain it is, is, is a little bit more uh, in detailed, but you know, you just got to get your swing back yeah. to normal and then apply speed and do, and it's, a, it's an ongoing process and we can sit here and talk about the process for hours. Uh, but long story short, for me now it was, okay, right, there's my angle of attack back. That's where it needs to be. This is how I produce it. Now add speed to that and see what you can do. Uh, so well, I think we're getting close. I think we're getting close at the moment. At the moment, it's probably, you know, 35, 40% yeah. of the new swing. Probably still got a few bad habits or whatever in the new, but I know what I need to do to correct, to correct it. And over the next, I think I'm leaving next week, uh, over the next week or so, really try and get it dialed in for then and, and go out there and have a better performance than we did. Yeah, and your attack angle normally, you like to see it between nine and 10 and it gone down to like one and two. One and two, one, yeah. two, three. Yeah. You know, and, and again, it was all in the search of speed, trying to get more speed and more speed and changing things. And it's like, yeah, okay, that adds speed, but also takes away from this or takes away from that. Mm. So you got to get, you got to get a, a bit of a delicate balance. Yeah. Um, so that's what that's where we're at at the moment. The next, like I say, the next few days is going to be working on the more importantly working on the angle of attack, get yeah. the strike down, and then hopefully the speed will come when I need it. And with the angle of attack for the guys at home listening to this, if you've got ten degrees up, yeah. your loft needs to be pretty low to get that sort of loft, to get the spin down, doesn't that's it? What loft is on your driver? My my, my dry competition driver is probably about one or two okay. in terms of lot. <laughs> in terms of uh, it doesn't look very noise. nice to, to to look at that. No, you can't see the face. <laughs> no, no. But I mean, this, this is when you need to. This is, if you understand what it is that's going to make more distance. So yeah. for the average guy who's who's wanting a bit more distance, the, the way to do it, obviously without getting physically stronger and faster. It's just understanding what's going to give you the best optimum launch. Yeah. So if I've got an angle attack on 10, let's say that's that's yeah. perfect for me. So angle attack of 10, I want to launch it at what? Between 12 and 15 on the launch. Now di dynamic loft is obviously going to change. So that, that one degree driver becomes a, a driver of, well, I don't know, whatever it is. I think it's dynamic about 15. Yeah. So a one degree driver uh, static becomes a 15 deg degree driver dynamic mm. loft at a point of impact. Yeah. So obviously you're launching it somewhere in between that angle of attack and your dynamic loft. So it launches 13, 14, whatever yeah. it'll be. But you, you, you need a one degree driver to obviously do that. You, don't, you, you can't have a stock off the <laughs> shelf, no. 10 and a half regular flex, launch it at launch uh, uh, 30. Angle of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> angle of attack of plus 10 with dynamic of plus yeah, yeah. 30. You know, it's, 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 until you start understanding how uh, you know, these numbers come into play on, on the golf swing, that's, that's when you're going to start gaining yards. Yeah. So angle of attack with a low lofted driver, with low spin, high launch. This is, uh, and uh, again, this is the, um, you know, this is the extreme side of that. But that, this, that is how you're going to gain more yardage. Is yeah. looking at numbers, looking at flight scope or track man, whatever you have, or whoever your pro has, that, your local pro, and understanding what these numbers mean. Once you understand what they mean, then you can start playing around with adjustable drivers, adjustable fitness, and, and yeah. changing shafts and changing whatever it will be. It's amazing what you can do with the technology now and just understanding it. I know I've just, I've just had a new driver a few weeks ago. 
I've come down to nine degrees, which is a lot, a lot yeah, for yeah. you. But that's that's <laughs> making me hit more left. up in the driver now, yeah, yeah. which means I'm getting a lot more distance just by changing the loft and, and changing the mindset of what I'm actually cool, trying to do. Cool. So it's uh, and it's do. not it's not it's not an easy thing to do. I no. sit, sit and go, oh yeah, all you got to do is hit five up on it. It's one of the hardest things in the world yeah. to hit a five up, ten up, whatever it is. Hit it straight out the middle with a low loft. You know, it is a hard thing to do. But when you do get your head around it a little bit and you do start to see, okay, you know, my angle of attack is two down. All of a sudden, it's two up. You've changed the loft four degrees without even trying there. So now you've got a driver where it used to hit great with it's two degrees down. Yeah. Let's say you've got a ten degree driver or a twelve degree driver, but you used to hit twelve degrees, uh, two degrees down. Now you're hitting two degrees on the up. All of a sudden, you've lost four degrees or yeah. you've changed it four degrees. So you need to change your driver. Then when you change a driver, now you can get a lower lofted launch, uh, a lower uh, spin rate, sorry. You can change the launch patterns and all of a sudden it start, all these little bits and pieces start mm. making sense. And, and that's when you really get some numbers going. Yeah, it's tweaking, just fine tweaking all these little elements. Fine tuning and, and just having a basic understanding of what it is that creates that distance. Yeah. Again, away from swing speed, away from trying to train for speed. Mm. Just understanding the, the, how to optimize a flight really does change people overnight or can change people overnight. Yeah. So obviously, Joe, competing, you know, the, obviously the speed obviously is important, the optimising, yes, that, that's brilliant, we take that on board, but obviously the event starts a couple of weeks, you're in South Carolina, and there's a few other events coming out through the year, isn't there, that are on TV as well, which is great, so Sky Sports yeah. and Golf Channel, and then the world's at the end of the year, is it? That's, what does the schedule look like for that's you? What, uh, well, I mean, it's already, first of all, it's already started, obviously, we had Phoenix awesome. last week, um, and then the second event, yeah, I leave, uh, I leave in a week, give or take a week's time, go out to South Carolina, then it's Atlantic City, then there's a couple more ones in Tennessee. It's all on the East Coast, which is kind of better than you know, time-wise anyway, yes. travel-wise. Uh, but there's going to be, there's basically five events this year before the World Championships. World Championships are in September, first week in September. Um, Golf Channel, obviously, show it live. Sky Sports have now picked it up as well. So for the first time, I think since I've been doing it, they're actually showing live long drive events. Great really, um, isn't it? It's a, it's a massive, it could be a massive thing. <laughs> yeah. It could be great for me. You know, it would be nice to have shown some of these events live in the previous years yeah, that I've won. Yeah. But obviously, you know, that gives me a bit more incentive to, to I don't know, up my game is not maybe not the right word, but you know, to, to get amongst it again and, and get your sort of uh, competitive juices flowing, get on the TV. Um, but well, last yeah, time we were watching it was on Instagram, yeah, wasn't it? Uh, Instagram and, and Golf Channel Live. Twitter. It, yeah, yeah, Twitter, Twitter. And, yeah, yeah, 2006. Through social media going, what's he doing, what's he doing? Exactly, it's, a social media, it's been a social media <laughs> and, a, and a, you know, a website thing for years especially for the guys over over this side of the pond. So now they're showing on Sky TV, which is huge. So try and make a few of them finals, try and get, uh, you know, try and get a couple of wins back under my belt. But again, it all leads up till September. So yeah. September's the big one, World Championship, first week in September. Um, and just see, you know, just try and get another another belt, another tra uh, title. Yeah. Um, yeah, but let's get, like I say, the schedule's, the schedule's good now. And with the helps of social media and everyone doing their bit, and you know, Golf Channel plugging it, Sky plugging it, coming on, yeah, you know, yeah, your, your boys like your, your shows as well. It's it's hopefully just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and hopefully it, it will it will hit a point where you know before I retire from this sport <laughs> and start working on my short game, <laughs> uh, you know, hopefully it'll be a, a proper household and yeah. you know household names. Uh, you, you know, you'll, you'll know a few more of the people than than just me and a couple of others. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd love to watch it. You know, I've never watched it, but I'd Not love live. to be actually. I just it's love a to watch it. Exactly, it's a completely different thing live. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to watch it on TV. It's another what you know thing to watch to it be, live yeah. as well. But they do do a good job of bringing it across on TV, and you know it's, it's this guys and girl, you know, the men's open division, women's open division. Yeah, just people smashing a ball mile, and, and that's what we you know we do like to see. That gives a bit of a different side of golf. You know, we're always trying to 
see what's out there and try to make content. Well. I mean, you guys mm. know what that's about. Um, so hopefully that will bring another side of it and people will sort of catch on and start following it a bit more. Yeah, I think that's something we want to do, isn't it? We've actually spoke about this before off camera by maybe doing a behind the scenes lead up to an event and being at the event. I yeah, think that'd yeah. be really cool. Obviously with Joe, I think that'd be superb. Yeah, so be amazing, yeah. i got a couple of fun questions before we sort of finish <coughs> here and sort of uh, finish off here. Based on the events that you're at, so I always look at it and go, well, you've got all these guys here who are sort of ranging probably between 15 and 20 stone. <laughs> you know, huge guys, testosterone. You're like, they must be fighting, but you guys seem to get on quite well. <laughs> no, it's that, sad, that, that, that's it really is. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you want these juicy stories? But, but there must be something that's happened to you where someone has done something bad against you, or you, or you've heard of someone else doing against someone else. What, what? Have we got anything? I mean, it's never, it's never got to a point where it's almost come to blows. Uh, well, actually, no. <laughs> oh, potential. Oh, <laughs> potential. <laughs> there was always, there was always some potential there. Uh, I mean, I can only go back to, I think the one that stands out more than anything is back in, what, 2000? I, I went on a run. I went on a, a, a winning streak from 2013, 14 or 15, I think it was. There, there was, I don't know how many events we did. Um, I think it was about 20 events, and that's including the World Championships. I won 19 of them. No, 19, it was something ridiculous, right? So everything in Europe I won. Yeah. Win, 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 win. Five or six events a year. Win, win, win. It's 13, 2014. And obviously people get <laughs> people get a little bit upset with that. Your fellow competitors are like, what's the point of turning up? He's going to win that one. He's going to win that one. Went over to the States, won one there. But you get, you get the heckling in the, in the background. So you know, you're one on one against the guy in the final. And that side all want this guy to win. And I've got maybe my side or maybe one other person who might want me to win or might not want me to win so in the in you know in your backswing or they're cheering for the other guy but cheering to a point where they know yeah it's actually aimed at you yeah, yeah, so yeah, i'm yeah. going come on andy you can yeah, win and i'm looking yeah, at you yeah. andy you're the best you can do it you can beat him <laughs> so it got to a point like that and there was always this one, this one competitor as well his name's dan uh, I'm not going to say his surname, but he, he knows who he is. <laughs> he knows who but he is. was always rooting for the other guy, which, uh, listen, it's, it's a bit of fun at the end, but, uh, you know, it was it was getting to hit, it was shouted at him through me, if, you, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, you get that, you get that in a few other crowds, but, you know, you've, you've got to realise that that should spur you on more than anything. And as we know, yeah. that didn't work, because it actually makes it better. So I went 19, <laughs> so I went 19 in the bounce. I won 19 straight competitions in three years. Crazy. Uh, not including the world championships. I lost two world championships, won one eventually in 16, so... Uh, there was 19, 20 wins there in, in under four years. Amazing. So it, it done me, it done me great. Yeah. But you know, you, you get banter between the guys. But it, in general, I think it takes from the rule. I think golf is probably more, a bit more yeah, that I would way say, than, yeah, than yeah, it is yeah, than yeah. long drive. Yeah. You know, I don't know, long drive. Maybe they just don't want to. They just don't want any of that. No, no. <laughs> like you said, they're, they're twenty stone guys. The last thing you need is thirty of them guys all of a sudden going at it. It's a Royal Rumble. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh, back that in the day. That would be amazing. Uh, but yeah, no. I, I, overall, everyone's everyone gets on quite well, and there's a, a laugh with one another. Okay. Uh, it doesn't take away from the fact that you just want to smash them to pieces. Yeah, on, yeah. On, on yeah, the yeah, grid, yeah, yeah. But other than that, it's pretty, it's pretty well. But you're pretty, you're pretty single-minded. You want to win, aren't you? So that, that's 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 obviously something that you've got. Well, yourself, I mean, if you, you know, going from that mentality without sounding cliche, you know, if you're not there to win, you're not yeah, what you're yeah. doing there, sort yeah, of yeah. thing. Uh, and you know, a lot of for some of the guys, it is a bit more of a sideline than it is a main job. There's only a few of us maybe that do make full-time living, living yeah. or whatever you want to call it out of out of long drives. So you know, we are there to do put to put on a show. Yeah. We're there to, you know, I, I'm certainly there to win each event I go to. So, wherever the other guys are or not, I can't speak for them. But yeah, yeah for me, yeah. And what do what do people not know about Joe Miller 
that they'd be surprised to know about Joe Miller. <laughs> We're going to go deep into it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know. We're going to ask him this know. one. How long have we got? I don't know. What do you want to know? I mean, Jesus. It's, uh... What would people be... I mean, you know, when they'd look at you, they say this big guy, you know, hit the ball miles. What would people be surprised to know about you that they probably don't know? He likes Harry Potter or something like that. <laughs> no, I've never no, Harry not, Potter. He's not, he's not that mad. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was never... Do you know what? I haven't seen one Harry Potter film. I'm the same. I haven't seen I'm one Harry Potter film. I haven't seen one Star Wars film. I'm a bit of a... I'm a movie guy, don't get me wrong, but... There's, there's certain things that you would have thought I would have seen, but I haven't. Um, I don't know, a huge South Park fan. Yeah. Uh, I love a bit of South Park. I love the, I love the comedy that comes out yeah, of that. Yeah. It's just actually pure class. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, you know, it is a little bit of what you see, what you get, especially now. You haven't got nowhere to hide now, have you? Yeah, Instagram, yeah, everyone, everyone wants to know what's going on and what's your life. And if you're not posting it up, then you're not getting a following. So what you see is kind of what you get. I go to the gym in the mornings or vice versa. I go to the gym and hit balls or hit balls and go to the gym, eat everything inside <laughs> yeah. and just enjoy it. You know, I enjoy what I do. So I can't, I can't sit here and say, you know, this is a, it's a terrible way to live. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, for me right now, touch wood, I'm, I'm kind of living the dream where, you know, I don't have much responsibility. I, <laughs> I travel the world. I smash golf balls for a living, go and train, Come to, you know, sounds nice. It's a gym in the morning, golf yeah, in the it's afternoon. It's a great like all of this. Yeah, it sounds just like you, you guys do. <laughs> you guys are the same boat. I don't try and tell them you're not. We don't hit as many balls as you, but yeah, uh, we, yeah it's pretty. No, yeah. you're right. It does. We're very lucky, aren't we, for this game? We are very lucky. It's been a it's been a great road trip so far, um, and, and hopefully long may it continue. It ain't going to go on forever. And at that point. I'll probably have something more to say. I'll probably yeah. find out a dark side of me that I don't <laughs> like. But as, as it stands... That's when right, the fights start. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> he avoided that question really well. He did, well, yeah. yeah. He answered, <laughs> like a, he answered like a politician. There's obviously a lot in there, isn't there? <laughs> that he doesn't want to share. Yeah, I don't want to say too much. But, uh, I like musicals. No, yeah, um, <laughs> actually, I watched The Greatest Showman the other day. I actually oh, really that was good. It. He was saying it was yeah, pretty good. good. I, I, actually thought, I actually thought it was pretty good. It, yeah, my, yeah. my girlfriend got me into that a little bit. Were you singing it? Actually, some of them songs are catchy. <laughs> Pierce is going to see Hugh Jackman soon. I actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got front row tickets. <laughs> there we go. Backstage fast, front row tickets. <laughs> oh, Dinner with him after. Oh. Um, yeah, who knows? Should we move on? Actually, I'm going to move on to now with yeah, my other sorry, funny, funny drop, question. You in there, was the was the the strangest thing you've actually seen at an event? Funniest, strangest. I remember, I remember last year in the finals. I mean, you see a lot, obviously, shafts snapping and things like that. And oh going yeah, to the crowd. But yeah, you do get you get a lot of that. I mean, that, that was a funny one. I think was it. I'm trying to think what year it was. It wasn't last year. I think it was the year before. Wes, that was probably the best one I've ever seen. But that was uh, Wes Petterson in the semi-final, quarter-finals. I think it was. So he's hit a ball, but he's one of these guys that the shaft does ricochet a little bit off the back uh, on the follow-through. So he's follow-through like that. He's kind of ricocheted, and it's and if you watch it in slow motion. It's one of the strangest that you, you think, how does that shaft go there? You should watch it in fast motion, you'll see it even better. But, it, you know, it kind of snaps off. He's looking down the fairway, snapped off, and it goes directly behind him, straight into the crowd. The really? whole, the, I mean, he's literally just holding the grip. So you've got a shaft, the head of the driver, shooting at 50 miles an hour straight into the crowd. Luckily enough, it just hit. I think it hit the, the it hit like the railing just in front of the guy. It hit Jeez, his chest. Really? But I mean, it, it, you know, things projectile in, yeah, into yeah. the crowd. We see shafts, you know, flying 50, 60 feet in the air, going backwards over the stands. Um, there was, there was. <laughs> there <laughs> there we go. <laughs> He's got it. forgotten bit, about loads, probably. A, listen, I could probably, uh, thinking about it, I could go on for years, but it was. I'll never forget one was at a, a, a long drive event in the UK. This is going back. This is going back to when I first started, so this is almost 15 years ago, maybe 14, 15 years ago. And uh, we was at a golf club on the tee box, 
and to be, it was, it, you know, some people don't want the long drive. Some people look at it and go, oh, I don't want that, and it's, it interrupt the golf day. You know, you yeah. can't just go to a golf club and start smashing balls. But we had an organised event, <coughs> and um, the, a few of the members come out. It was a bit of a, let's we say, an oldly, elderly mm-hmm. uh, membership around the golf club. Mm-hmm. But they had a club mascot, and the club mascot was like this white dove. Oh dear. Carry on. You sure you want to carry on with this? <laughs> I don't know if I do. I don't know if, if we get in yeah, trouble. No, it's it, fine, it wasn't it's me. Fine. Uh, but there was a, there's, they got so they got a white mascot. No white mascot. They got a white dove as a mascot. And there's a guy called Phil Naylor. They used to call him Phil the Power. Obviously, the kind yeah. of the, the play on it. Uh, anyway, so he's on the tee box, but he's one of these guys who's got the a pre-shot routine that would destroy Sergio Garcia, right? So Sergio's there, Phil's, Phil's feeling it, feeling it. About this is going on for about 30 seconds. He's got this one ball, his last ball, <coughs> and he, he needed to hit it in the grid. So he's sitting there, waggling, waggling. All of a sudden, the mascot must be about 20 feet across in front of him. Stumbles onto the tee box. So as it's stumbling onto the tee box, he's still wiggling, wiggling. So the crowd's gone right. He's seen it. He's he's just waggling and he's got you know whatever. He's just getting ready. He's going to wait for the bird to move. At that point, he's taking it <laughs> black. <laughs> he's taking it back. Full swing. Hit it low on the face. The ball's rocketed forward. Just oh and, and, and all of a sudden, there was just this white puff of. Oh <laughs> dear God. <laughs> Oh. I mean, it's terrible. I mean, it's, I should, it's, it's, it's one of those, isn't it? Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, there was just like this stunned silence from the crowd, and it was like their club mascot that they've had for oh however many life. years. Oh, wow. Up in, and it's just a bloodbath. <laughs> oh, this, my this God. White dove. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> it's terrible. Doesn't it mean peace as well? That? He got, he got, well, we got us kicked out of the club very quickly, but really? that was, I mean, oh, that was. Dear. It was funny at the time. Yeah, it was yeah, funny yeah, at the time, yeah, you know, yeah, not laugh, yeah, but yeah. it was terrible at the same time. Oh, dear. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than that, Jesus, we'll probably go on a couple more, but that was that's always one that stuck in my head, the fact that he literally just low ball fly straight into a, Nailed it. Straight into a bird. God, it's terrible. Oh, dear. Terrible when you think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is, but it, yes, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> It definitely, it definitely stands out. It was funny, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it it was funny out. at the time. Maybe looking back, that's so funny. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's been a few things like that. But I mean, it, it just makes sense, doesn't it? It makes me think about if we come to all these events live, that where we stand is actually really important. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and what we wear. Yeah, exactly. we, can, we can put the other players off. Not, as well, not, yeah, normally oh, yeah, the safest oh, yeah. place is straight in front of you, but no, it's, uh, <laughs> there is, it is. It can be a hazard. Jesus, we've seen some, yeah, yeah. we've seen some horrific uh, things go on, but I don't know. No, luckily, not for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. That's a great way to end the podcast. Yes, it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> end it on high. Dead animals. Dead animals. <laughs> oh, superb. So, Joe, look, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, um, obviously, if people want to follow your journey the rest of this year and obviously continuing years, but obviously make sure make sure you watch on the TV, obviously, look yep. at the events on that. Yep. But if they want to see you on social media, what sort of things are you on mainly? Instagram? Uh, Instagram's my main one. Okay. Uh, anything other than that filters through, through Instagram. So Twitter and Facebook, is, is I'm on there as well. But Instagram is where most of the live stuff and all the... The uh, most recent content goes on, so I'll be posting most of the stuff on there. Obviously, when I'm away as well, be uh, a few bits and pieces going on there. But make sure you watch it on Sky Sports, I suppose, yep, for perfect. the guys this side, and Golf Channel for the guys on the other side. And what's your handle? Oh, what's yeah. your handle on Instagram? Uh, Joe Miller LDC. Joe Miller, Joe Miller LDC. Champion. And also, guys, listen to this. Make sure you check out. We've done a couple of videos with Joe. One, it's going to be on the golf course playing, do some fun challenges, and then also the other one is. Um, going to be three sort of tips talking about Joe, what he's changing in his technique to, to sort of maximise his drives ready for the World Championships yep. as well. So make I'm sure you stay tuned for those. Thank you so much. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Joe. Nice one. Good seeing you. Thank you, as always. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. Good seeing you. Thank you so much for listening to the Me and My Golf podcast. We hope you enjoyed that and got some value from that. And if you did, then please 
share that episode with a friend and if you can do us a real big favor and head over to itunes and leave us a review it really does help this podcast grow and reach more golfers and our mission is to help as many golfers around the world as we can play some better golf so it really would mean a lot to us one question that we get asked a lot is andy pierce how can we get coaching from you well now you can have myself and pierce as your very own personal online golf coach and we've created a a platform that infuses our coaching experience and philosophy into a fantastic community that's packed full of weekly videos that will really help transform your golf we've got coaching plans on specific areas in the game we have a shot fixer section which really enables you to fix your faults fast so you can see results immediately on the golf course and we really want to build a a tribe of golfers that are committed to playing the best golf of their lives and like I say now this is the closest thing that you're going to experience to get me and Pierce on the lesson tee with you and we'd love to have you part of this fantastic community so head over to meandmygolf.com and look have a go we have a 14 day free trial that you can take advantage of see what it's like and if it fits right for you then fantastic and we'll hope to see you there thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Me and My Golf podcast